Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita City Council member Cindy Claycomb. Welcome to Issues 2019. Thank you, Steve. Your first time being on the Issues show. Yes, you yes. Were, you were elected in 2017 to represent District 6. What is that geographic area, That's, basically? So it runs um, from Washington west to uh, the Big Ditch, and then Douglas north to the city limits. And I pick up a little bit of space out by the zoo, out around Barefoot Bay, Emerald Bay, Harbor Isle, the moorings. How do you like the job so far? I, I, I love it. I really do. I, I like um, being involved in these big issues, and I like helping neighbors. And, you know, we have some really exciting things going on in District 6. We're doing some revitalization of the Evergreen Neighborhood Center, so it's really fun. And you get to stay up late on a school night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you do prior to your election to the council? So prior to council, I um, have some, some industry experience and um, higher education. So when I graduated from college, I went to work for Bo- Boeing for two years, and then I worked for a Pizza Hut uh, at their headquarters for almost 10 years. And then I got my Ph.D. and then have been at Wichita State for almost 25 years. I just retired from Wichita State um, in December, and uh, I did a lot of things. I was a marketing professor, but when President Bardot came, I went to work for him, and I worked on the strategic plan, and I was interim dean in the business school, and then uh, uh, did a lot of strategic planning activities for him. From what you just now I'm not very good at math, but from what you just told me, you've been working for 78 years. <laughs> 78 years? That's what it sounded like, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what about uh, your chance to talk a little bit about uh, uh, President Bardot? John yes. Bardot, who passed away recently. Yes, you know, I, I would um, kind of kiddingly but tell President Bardot that he changed my professional life because I was a marketing professor when he came and was perfectly happy in the classroom, absolutely loved that. And he asked me to co-chair the strategic planning process for the university, and then I did that, and then he asked me to apply for the interim dean position. And so then I, I became an administrator, which I never – uh, imagined that I would. And so uh, it was wonderful to work for him. He was, was such a visionary. And after that, you got, didn't you in, get involved in advisory board the yes. council for the city? Yes. Okay. Yes. I had a lot of community service activities that I did while I worked. Now, did you recently, you recently had a visit to the nation's capital, you and the mayor and some people. And uh, what was that like? It was great. This was my second year to go. So last year. So how many times total have you been there? In your life. In my life. Yeah, four or five. Um, yeah, 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 four or five times. To, Interesting place, isn't it? It is. Wow. I, I love it. It's it's so full of energy. And so we, um, as a council, we have found that if we visit Washington, D.C., and visit with the people, the program agencies, uh, the program heads, that we really, they then put a name with a face, and they, when our grant applications come through, they know who we are. We talk to them about our vision for the city and what we want to do, and so that's just really helpful. And then we also uh, spend a day and visit with our congressional reps there, so we visit with our Congress uh, 
uh, visited with our congressmen um, and mm. also with our senators. And again, just to pitch that vision of, of where we are as a city and the, and what our needs are and talked, how we might help them. Talked a little bit about Amtrak, too. Yeah. Trying to get a train here. That's right. Yeah, a we people train. In, no, yes, a people train. <laughs> we stopped in and met with Amtrak. We did this last year when we were there. They're very interested in coming here. It's just you know a matter of working out all those details of how we do that. Let's, uh, let's backtrack just a little bit because I forgot to ask you, ask you about your early childhood. Uh, <laughs> where are you actually from then? From, I'm from Wichita. Okay. I was born and raised here, went to high school here, went away from college for a little while, but did graduate from Wichita State. What high school did you go to? I went to Bishop Carroll. Bishop Carroll? I did. Oh, okay. Very yeah. good. Uh, I have a grandson at Bishop Carroll. Oh, right? wonderful. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the new stadium this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. It's going to be, it's just outside your district, but uh, you do have Delano on your map. Yes. What impact will that stadium have on, on that neighborhood, do you think? Uh, I think it will, there will be change in that neighborhood. I, I think it's for the better. The neighborhood seems pretty excited about the new ballpark being there. There are, obviously with change, there are challenges in terms of, you know, what that's going to look like for them and how that how it fits in with the neighborhood. But we're working on uh, the Delano neighborhood uh, plan, and that's being updated, and, and I think city council will vote on that pretty soon in a ballpark village master plan, which um, also begins to understand how that village, how that ballpark village fits in with the neighborhood. Now, uh, of course, this week we had the I referred to staying up late on a school night, and this week you had that massive meeting at uh, about the ballpark, and gosh, it looked like the the uh, city council chambers were full. I yes. mean. Uh, there were a lot of people down there. How many people do you think you actually got to hear from? Did everybody you know, get to talk? Or um, did... I think we, well, everybody had the opportunity to talk. I think we ended up with right around 25 or 30 people that actually came up and spoke about the, the ballpark. And so it, it was a great opportunity for people to be able to do that. We moved the meeting to the evening so that more people, if they wanted to, could come and um, ask their questions. And I, um, I made uh, a list of every question that was asked and then made sure that staff or council answered every one of those questions. Were every one of them negative? No. Was everybody no. annoyed? No. It um, seems like we're hearing yeah, that everybody's I, upset. I think that's what we're hearing, <laughs> but at the meeting um, on a count that the mayor did, and I think this is about right by my count too, I think there were 14 for and 12 against, something like that, and then a couple of people who had questions and didn't indicate whether they were for or against. All right, so what was your overall impression at the end of the I know you voted unanimously to go ahead with this thing, but we did. your overall impression about uh, that meeting? I thought the meeting was good. I mean, I, I would love it if people showed up at our meetings like that every week. Yeah, what about this transparency thing? Yeah. Is that, is that something that's overdone? Are, we, well, are people too sensitive to that, or, or what do you think? You know, some things have to be um, talked about confidentially before they can be released, but at the same time, I think we could have done, we the city, could have done a better job of communicating the process earlier. And so I think there's things that we learned from that. And I, I said uh, this week at the meeting that I am uh, committed to working with the manager and with my colleagues on being better at communication. Uh, big question always for Wichita's, is there going to be enough plenty, plenty of parking? <laughs> for you the know, um, if... 
10,000 people want to park right at the door, we're going to have Which a problem. That, Cindy, that's, <laughs> that's Wichita. Okay. Yeah. I do not want to walk from here to that wall. Yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah. but you know, there were, there were, I asked uh, earlier this week how many people were at the St. Patrick's Day parade, and they estimated there were 10 to 12,000 people at that parade in Delano, and they all seemed to find parking somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some indication that. Um, th- that there is that people will come and find places to park, and they'll they'll park somewhere and take the queue. They'll park somewhere and ride the bike share in. I saw a lot of bike share. We're getting scooters that are going to come to the city, but at the same time, the city uh, and the ball, the baseball team developers, and the Riverfront Partners, which is the church. Uh, property that's going to be developed. We all recognize that they're that, that we're going to have to figure out something over the next year in terms of of what parking needs to look like. Well, I I confess, I just thought of something. Several years ago, on St. Patrick's Day, some of my friends said, "Hey, we're going to go to the Shamrock. Uh, you know, I'm coming down there." And and I confess to you that I went down there and drove around for a while, and I couldn't. I just went home. <laughs> Yep, some that's, people do. I suppose me. some people do. I didn't want to see them that bad, I yeah. guess. Okay, I see by the artist rendering that <clears throat> that uh, it looks like at least the uh, I, they had a, a Ferris wheel there. Right. And I'm thinking, uh, would it be too, too distracting if we put in like a really good roller coaster out there along the river? Oh, would that's it? a great idea. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to take that back to the development team. I, I got a feeling that people, the infielders, would be distracted by the, the screaming that's on there. That's right. I'm think, thinking about the old uh, Joyland roller coaster and yeah. something like that. It'd be fun. But yeah, anyway. it would Is be. Is it fun. crazy? Uh, no, we should think crazy like that, I think. I think we should. You are crazy, but we should think that Yeah, way. that's right. Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, that river corridor, uh, the ballpark, the library, the new residential stuff that's going on there. That's, that's uh, really shaping up now. It used to be all you had down there was a few trees and a, and a lot of geese. But uh, yeah, That's right. That's right. <laughs> As you know. As I know. I, I spend a lot of time on that river. You know, that river corridor is has just really taken off. And you know what? The people have asked us for years that we need to better engage our river and engage with our river. And so you begin to see some of those things, you know, all the way from, I think, the work on the Keeper of the Plains is what kind of really kicked that off. And that that is su- such a popular popular plaza if you're down there just about any time there are people down there um, and then with the addition of the you know the improvements on the uh, east bank and the west bank just north of Douglas you know it's made that look beautiful and as we move then to to the south that theme will continue the new library uh, even though not right on the river is in that corridor and uh, very close to the river and then now we have boats and bikes on the river so you can rent a a Pretty soon here, when spring, I think, kicks off today, pretty soon, uh, from the WSU crew team, they're going to be um, renting out boats that you can... Okay. You tell me you're a marketing person. What mm-hmm. is the uh, the most uh, important word in marketing and advertising? What Location? No. New. New. <laughs> new. In marketing and advertising? New. Look along the It's new. Everything's new. Oh, Everything. yeah. Mm. That's right. I should have taken your class because I would, it would be, that would be after you. <laughs> I'll tell you. All right, so we, we've got all this going on. What have you have you have you come up with a name for the ball club yet? Uh, well, I'm not in charge of that. This so. is going to be interesting. Yeah, well, so I, I thought of a couple. You did? Yeah. What are they? Well, one of them is keepers. Keepers, yeah. The yeah, keep- it's already come up. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, that one's come up, and, and there are some trademark issues with that oh, one. Oh, there there are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think the uh, Longwells is a good name. <laughs> 
<laughs> we could ask the mayor. He might think that was a good name, though, right? Might. That's oh, right. But that's going to be an interesting process. And, of course, the club will do that, won't they? Right, they okay. will. And I think they've chosen um, – uh, last I heard, they have chosen about six or eight names from the big 3,000. thousands, yeah. But they had to send them off for trademark uh, oh, infringement things, right? Yeah. Okay. And then once they do that, then they'll bring those back and let us know what they're thinking about. You're listening to Issues 2019 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Wichita City Council member Cindy Claycomb. You're down there in the, uh, in the Delano District, which they were it was noted for... Rowdy Joe, Low, and all of that. Maybe the Rowdies would be a good oh, name. That's a good one. See, yeah. there. See I'm just... Mm, You're just full of names, right? Or it could be the Bears or the Cubs. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the, the next big issue, performing arts and the convention facilities? That's going to be a good one. Yes, that's going to be a, an, another great conversation, another great community <laughs> yeah. discussion. Um, I think that there's a couple of things uh, that we want to look at. So convention center and performing arts, in my mind, are two different discussions and two different um, um, how we move forward on okay. those. The convention center is really a business decision. If if we if there aren't enough conventions to come here, then we don't really have a business case for that. But I think there are. Based on the data that we're seeing, there are conventions. Oh, you were missing that were, some. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. Yeah, quite and millions of dollars in in um, you know revenue that would come to the city. So I think that case can be made on a very business-like case. Um, the performing arts is a little bit different. That is a quality of life, quality of place issue. I think a city of our size has to have a wonderful performing arts facility. And so how we move forward with that is probably going to be a much larger discussion, I think, than the convention center. Do we keep Century too? That's a good question. Look what happened out at, at, at Henry Levitt Arena when they turned it into Coke Arena a few yeah. years ago. They just... Uh, Really classed it all up, put some new paint on it. Can we do that with Century 2? Century 2, you know, I would have thought before I got on council, I, I would have thought that that was possible to go in and, and uh, renovate it. And I've been now on tours and been in, you know, the inner workings of that. Yeah. And, and my understanding is just from a technical standpoint, it just can't support the future of our performing arts. Right. And I think our performing arts um, groups deserve... But Much there's certain better. shows you can't do because it's big enough. The acoustics right. are bad. That's right. It's showing its age probably on plumbing and everything. And, and uh, you got, don't you have asbestos in that yes, building? Yes, yeah. So once you start doing anything with that building, whether it's uh, renovating for whatever purpose or tearing it down, we're going to have to do the asbestos removal. So you're looking, you're leaning toward two different structures. Mm -hmm. But the convention center, would that be just a big stupid box? Or would could you do something... Fun with that. I think you can do some interesting things with that. I'm of the opinion that you can do um, functionally aesthetic things with any sort of building if you have the right people working on that. But they got to think big, and sometimes in Wichita, I don't think we we think big enough. Sometimes we don't. That's yeah. right. I hope we I hope we'll get better at that. I remember when they put the tripodal down there in front mm -hmm. of Century Two, and everybody said, "What the heck is that?" Yeah. And still, I I think it's great. I, I like I, it. I do too. <laughs> okay. I do too. How important is all this to the city's future, Cindy? I think it's uh, vitally important. Uh, these kinds of things, these quality of life, quality of place um, things, are why people stay in a, a community and why they come to a community. And so uh, they, they're just vital to growing our, our population and, to, and, and uh, to the quality of life of the people that already live here.
You know, and you you made the decision several years ago to to uh, take your residence down down in uh, in Old Town. I did. And uh, how's that been? I mean, you don't have to mow the grass, but no, that's right. We don't have to mow the grass. And but do you, where do you park? So we have um, <laughs> we have secure underground parking. Ah, there so. you go. There you go. They <laughs> yes. answered that one. Yes. Yeah. I, I I love it. It would. It's a difficult now for me to think about having a house with a yard and all of that upkeep. I have a condo in Old Town, and I, I absolutely love it. Been down there almost fifteen years now. But you do. I I know you get out on the in the park there because I've seen you. I do. Yeah. Riverside guys, Park is like our. Favorite. That's where we. That's our go-to. We head along the river into Riverside Park and walk and bike. This, this town uh, really. There's some really neat things about it. Don't, you and I are natives, and and sometimes we. I don't think we appreciate it. There be a lot of neat things going on here. We do. We just have to upgrade and, and get that new going a little bit. Uh, you know, Wichita was hard hit by 9/11, very hard hit, and then clobbered again in the 2008 recession. Uh, I hear mixed mixed reviews on this, but are we back now? Are we back to where we should be? Well, you know, probably an economist rather than a marketing professor is the person to ask that of. But having said that, if you look at, for example, our unemployment rate, pretty low. So I think that's yeah. a good indication. Um, I think housing isn't quite back where the realtors and the, the builders were before the recession. But I think we're, we're seeing improvement in that. So I think we're headed in the right direction. Uh, there may be, I don't know, there may be a new normal. And, uh, we, we well, here's a new that. challenge for you. Not enough workers to fill the jobs we have available. Isn't that a... That's going to be tough. It, it and part, is. part of that is quality of life. Which you, that's, that's, that's a key ingredient. That's right. That, so that's why you do those kinds of things, too. Again, when people are thinking about coming here for a job, they want to see what the community's like and what you have and what amenities you have. And I think those things are really important. As a longtime uh, resident of well, most of my life now, I've lived in Riverside. And it just drives me crazy from one house to the next... One house is beautiful and well taken care of. The next house, they don't mow the grass for 47 months at a time. Right. I call that blight, but that is, that's, I guess that's not really blight. But well, Can you do anything about it? <laughs> the slobs in your neighborhood, the cars in the front yard and yes. stuff like that? Yes, you can. We, ha <laughs> we actually have um, zoning ordinances against those kinds of things. And so you can call code enforcement, and um, you can go to the wichita.gov website, and there's report an issue, and... Things as simple as mowing, you know, uh, something's not been mowed in some time. We have a com community services rep for each district, and so you could call City Hall and find out who those are. You can, again, look on the web and find out how. So each district, we each have a, uh, we call them a CSR, and mm -hmm. they uh, take all kinds of complaints and work those through the system. If you're, if you like using your uh iPhone or your Android, and you can download the reported app and another way to report those. So we have lots of ways that, and even if you have a question about whether that this is, you know, falls within code enforcement or not, you can certainly call us and we can help. You have, uh, in, in the area that you represent, you've got a gem over there called Botanica. Yes. And Marty, I just talked with him recently, Marty Miller over there. He's got some dreams and some schemes, and he's wanting to get younger people in that park and the carousel. That's kind of a neat place now. That it could is. be a real visitor attraction. It is. And I serve on the Board of Trustees of Botanica, so I get to see all those plans. And I am just so excited with what's going on with the carousel garden. I just can't – I can hardly contain myself. So when I'm out for my walks, we purposely make sure we walk by and see what's going on with the, with the new carousel. One of my favorite places, too, is Cowtown. Always has been. I just uh, – uh, there's a slice of the Old West there, and I think uh, I'm not sure that's promoted enough. I don't know. It, yeah. it, it seems like they ought to have uh, more going on over there. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm not trying to tell people how to do their job. But, right. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah. I, I think it's another one of our gems. And it's right and across the street from Botanica. It is. And hmm. so, you know, could we cross promote those? Yeah, that, yeah. that is yeah. something we could look at. Uh, a friend recently shared the opinion that uh, Wichita State basketball has done more to promote the city in a positive way around the nation than anything in decades. What do you think about that? You know, I think the Shockers are great. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I absolutely love what Coach Marshall has done. And I, I think it is true that it has given us, in a very positive way, um, some uh, notoriety around the country. And so we, I don't think we can thank him enough for the hard work and the work that his team does. And, you know, they're headed to the NIT, and mm. I, I'm excited for them. I think that'll, again, get our name out. And well, it's good to have Wichita not mentioned in the same breath with BTK and uh, Holiday Inn Snipers and things like that. We've had some tough things happen, but not yeah. any more than any other town. No, no. It's just that uh, that's the only way we make national headlines. Yes. Uh, but with Marshall, it's a different story. It is. What's uh, the future for Wichita is a center for medical care. I'm, I understand that's one of our big, huge employers here in town. It is. You know, we have a great health care system here, and uh, it really um, serves a lot of people, not just people in Wichita, but people actually travel here for that. There is a new development, looks like, that's going to go in downtown that will be uh, health care related, and we just approved recently some facade improvement loans for that project and I think that'll be a big project and can add again to that that great health care you know we have with Via Christi and Wesley and the um, KU Med Center here those it, it, we just have a great health care system here in, in well, medical and industry. Well, and on a very on an economical uh, economics viewpoint of course you got people coming in you want to give them good care and all that relatives are coming in uh, people are staying in, in hotels and eating in restaurants um, and you know, obviously, it's nice to have good health care for, but it's also economically, it's a really good thing too. It is, you know, and we're, you know, Wichita being the largest city in Kansas, and a lot of people from Kansas and the surrounding areas come here for their health care. Uh, you know, when they when they have unfortunate, you know, right, right. Hey, things. the city's uh, property tax rate hasn't been raised in in many years. Uh, do you ever see that changing? <laughs> well, I, I'd hate to say that I yeah, never see it changing. Politicians right. are not going to say, yeah, let's raise some right. taxes. But, but you know what? When I think about this, really what we need is tax base growth. And the base so, growth, and that brings in more money. Right. And yeah. then, we don't, then we don't have to worry about do we the need rate. to raise yeah. taxes or not. So that's what I'm concentrating on are, you know, these, these workers that we need, growing the economy, growing the population. That tax base is really what we'll – will propel us even better. All right. Uh, give me a statement about citizen involvement. What, is that crucial, or do you, you want them to just stay away and leave you alone? What you <laughs> I, think it is, I think it is crucial. Uh, that, you know, it's, it is difficult as a council member to know what people think if they're not involved. And I give this example. I, I, um, I did live in Derby for almost 20 years during uh, some time. And in Derby, they have, I think, eight council members and a mayor, something like that. So if you wanted your council member to know how you felt about something, you just went on, on your driveway and talked with your neighbors and it got to your council member. Well, I represent 68,000 people. And so when I moved to Wichita, I realized that my council member wasn't going to know how I thought if I didn't talk to her. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, Sharon Ferry was the council member at that time, and I reached out to her on some issue and realized that – you. You as a citizen can make a difference. Yeah. Um, we have a, a um, 
new program that's been going on. It's called Civic Engagement Academy, and it's where we help people understand how they can engage with their local government using leadership principles from the Kansas okay. Leadership Center. On that note, why don't we give out your cell phone number right now? Uh, <laughs> what do you like best about being a city council member? You know, I like working on big, complex opportunities uh, that have to do with economic development and, and quality of place. And I help, I, and I really love helping neighbors with their challenges and their issues because I think thriving neighborhoods are so important. So I really I like that balance of not having the same thing to do every day, but actually but working on these things that get to move Wichita forward. All right. Well, listen, thank you for spending some time with us. Maybe we'll have you come back and see us again here in a few months. How about that? That sounds great, Steve. You and uh, Mayor, or you and City Manager Layton can come on together. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be great. Our guest is Wichita City Council Member Cindy Claycomb. That's all for this edition of Issues 2019. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.